Good evening, roommates. Welcome to the Fireside Chat on 86.5 The, the vibe. vibe. The Vibe. This is your boy Jackie C. And Shade. And uh, we just wanted to welcome you back. Have a seat by the fire. Uh, hopefully you all been drinking your water today. If not, you can grab a bottle. Shade, how are you doing? Doing all right. Not as good as yesterday, but I'm probably on about five, six right now. That's good out of eight. I was going to say for your gallon. I was going to say I've got to just finish this. It's my last fourth, quote unquote. So about halfway through. But um, yeah, hopefully you all have been drinking your water and doing some stretching. But uh, I also want to talk to you guys about, uh, I think you all should start planking. Oh, planks are great. I've started planking five times a day for one oh, minute. Oh, wow. I was oh, inspired wow. by one of my okay. coworkers. I was really inspired by his, his diligence, his and his uh, his commitment to his health in the long term. I'm mad that I work with people who are in their 40s that are in better shape than me. And it just <laughs> it leaves me frustrated. So so that's another thing I started doing. I was like, oh, if he could do it, so can I. And yeah, I would say I feel great, and I think I even look better after the course of just one week. You do. Like, you look like you kind of I trimmed down a little bit. Thank you. I was going to say, it's just one week. And here's the crazy part. I can't run right now because my left calf is like bugging out. I don't want to like strain oh, yeah, myself. yeah, right, so right, right. I've like taken some time off from that. But no, I was looking it up. In a, so it's an excellent core exercise, but it also, you know, improves your coordination, your balance. But it also well, improves your posture and alleviates back pain. How interesting. I could see that, too. Certainly, when I do my planks, I generally feel better than when I don't do my planks. Just kind of like, I don't know. I would say stability-wise, for sure. Yeah. I would say daily planking, guys. If you just, you don't have to do five times for a minute or anything like crazy. Just maybe you do 30 seconds or so, uh, five times throughout the day. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's all about what you're comfortable with, but I would definitely get into planking if I were you all, because it even improves your metabolism. Is that uh, so? Yeah. I Like I said, I had looked it up. I just Googled it, and you know how Google gives you like those top answers? They gave me those, and I was like, all right. I was like, that's really cool, because I was like, I'm feeling great. Like I was telling him, I was like, you got me into a bad habit, because now, like, now I feel like I do more than five times. Like I did like six or seven today. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Be I was gonna say, you don't want to just... like tear yourself up. No, not at all. But I mean, that'll be the next thing. I can't plank right now because my abs are about to tear. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief! Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to rip them out. So I was gonna say this is the time to start getting in shape for you know when quarantine lifts in oh, March. Yeah. You Big know, time. You know, I was it. gonna say we're all going to the beach chilling. You're gonna want to be. You're gonna be thankful for yes. those planks. You're gonna summer be thankful 2021 you is gonna be a good one. Summer 2021. That's gonna be the summer of love. I'm calling it now. That's gonna be the summer, summer of love. Of Speaking love. To, about love, shout out to our friend Aaron Levinson. He's getting married down in Texas. Oh, is that so? Yeah, oh, I was telling him. I was job, like, Levinson. I remember back in the day, like when we used to play with like sticks, and I remember him and I fighting on like. We fought on the basketball court that one time. Yep. I was like, that was funny. I taught him how to lean with it, rock with it. Yeah, Shout out to them franchise right. boys. That was way, way back something. But um, no, I hear you've got a two-sentence horror for us today. It's a shady episode today. <laughs> oh, that's Some right. Some shady horror. So it's actually, it's more of a whole story. 
A whole well, story. Kind of a guide, if you will. So okay. this here is comes from um iFunny.com. Um it's going to be a guide to exploring abandoned churches. Oh goodness. Yeah. So here it goes. So if you go alone, don't bring us flashlight. You'll see things that you don't want to see. Don't bring groups larger than 12. Bring water and some snacks, but no wine. If you have to sleep there, sleep in the sanctuary, but not on a pew. If you try to read the hymnal, the words won't be in English anymore. The Bibles will be blank until you confess. But don't go to the confessional. The man talking to you is not the priest, and you do not want to know what he really is. Goodness. The cross on the wall changes places. Do not look at it for too long. If you see someone praying at the altar, don't approach them. If they approach you, don't talk to them. Leave immediately. If you hear the organ playing while you're in the basement, Know that your time is running up. If it plays while you're in the sanctuary, your time is up. Take whatever you want, but if you find one of your possessions missing, don't look for it. Let them have it. It's not worth your life. If you find a rosary, don't put it on. It's not going to help. The water isn't holy anymore and throwing it on the demons in the shadows will not work. Drink the wine if you wish to never leave this place, and do not get separated from your friends. If you spend the night, leave at sunrise, otherwise you'll never leave. If you don't spend the night, leave through the doors that you came through. You may look behind you after leaving and see that the church isn't there anymore. It means they took what they wanted and never enter the same abandoned church twice, especially if you forget something inside. It's just a lure. On your second tour through, they will know enough about you to keep you there forever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wow i always thought i was more scared of abandoned asylums or oh hospitals, yeah those are awful too that, that definitely put churches on the list <laughs> that was something that was a that was such a great read you might have to start doing all the two sentence horror <laughs> i think i'll vote for that uh let's see so the news item of the day is they're going to have two separate debates Although I guess you couldn't call them debates. They're going to be town halls. What do you mean? Well, Trump pulled out of the debate, right? And so yeah. they said it was going to be a town hall. You, uh, you don't want to debate. You don't have to debate. It's going to be a town hall. Biden will take questions from the viewers. And Trump goes, well, I'm going to have a town hall too then. At the same time. <laughs> no. He did not. He did. And 
this is one of the moments where I question his judgment. I think most Americans are going to tune into the Biden one. They're going to say, I want to hear what my next president has to say. Yeah. To be honest with you, like Biden is killing him in the polls. And it's worse than, it's better than the polls Barack had. It's better than the polls Hillary had. Is that so? Oh, yeah. Wow. In 2008 and in 2016, it's so bad. Tom Tillis went out there. He's from North Carolina. And he said, y'all need to reelect me as a check on a Biden presidency. Don't worry about enabling Trump anymore because that's not what this is about. It's not about me enabling Trump, which is what they're trying to make it about. It's about not enabling Biden. Wow. Tell Hellas over here. Tom to hell, like to hell with Tom <laughs> Hellis. Like, no, Tom, uh, it's actually pronounced Thom, I think, like T H O N. Oh, is it spelled? Yeah, Thom Tillis, but Thom Tillis, Thom, yeah, it's yeah, interesting, definitely an interesting name, but no, it'll be interesting. I think he he's definitely on his way out. They say Susan Collins is on her way out from Maine. I was like. I mean, they they said they were going to be moderates, and then they signed off on every just about everything Trump did. So yeah, um, and I was talking to one of my friends, good Republican guy, works with a lot of Republicans. He was saying she signed her death warrant. They both signed their death. I don't think he said. I think he was just talking about her. Now that I think about it, but he said uh, she signed her death warrant when she voted for Kavanaugh. I believe the same thing about. Tom Tillis to some extent. I believe, you know, there were a lot of moments where Americans looked to the moderate Republicans to be moderates and they weren't. And yeah, I have questions about whether or not they'll be back. I really have questions about whether or not Lindsey Graham will be back, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So also in today's news, Biden says he is quote unquote, not a fan of court packing. The question is, will he guarantee it? So we actually had somebody shade, ask us what our thoughts are on court packing. I thought we had kind of discussed this before a little bit, but I'll let you go first and I'll go second. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, well, court packing is basically the idea of course, of adding as many Supreme court justices as you can to kind of support your side. And, Clearly, that form of number stacking is not a form of justice. It's not fair. It doesn't make it doesn't make a constitutional sense, in my personal opinion. Um, you, Jay? Yeah, I think that the court has a job to protect the minority, and we've seen the court make poor decisions throughout history. But we've also seen them live up to some pretty good ones including this, you know, conservative one. We've seen it save Obamacare a couple times. It's uh, it's stuck by Roe v. Wade and upheld it uh, and been in favor of it in a lot of ways. It's even, you know, upheld most, you know, gun restrictions. I think uh, back in the day, the number was in the high 80s on gun restrictions they'd upheld. So they done a they even they're even the ones the um gay marriage Supreme Court is five four those mostly 
conservatives. And so while I do have some concerns about ACB, I would just tell the American people vote. And so someone asked my thoughts on, they said, you know, Republicans have been packing the courts for years. And I was like, but they've been doing it legitimately through the will of the American people. And we win one time and we go, we're going to pack the courts. You know, we're going to have our way. All we got to do is keep winning. Win again in 2024. The demographics of the country are changing, right? Keep winning. One day, all nine of them will be liberal. (laughs) I mean, but right now, like if you stack the court. So here's the thing. There's the argument if Democrats stack the court, Republicans will never get back in the majority because they'll be able to strike down all the voter ID laws and such. And uh, they'll probably do some stuff with immigration and bring in a bunch of new liberal voters that tip the scales in all the swing states and even put traditional states like Georgia and Texas, perhaps to the left. Um, So there is that argument, but I just, I don't know if, I think it would be a bloodbath electorally. I think that in the long term, you might get those results, but I think in the short term, you will find that you get voted out in 2022 and in 2024, you might not have, you probably won't get reelected with, you know, being a lame duck technically after a Republican takeover in 2022 from stacking the courts. So I think stacking the courts is a poor, is a very poor idea as far as, you know, campaigning goes. So you've heard me speak very negatively about it in regards to Joe Biden and campaigning and Jamie Harrison. And um, and it's a very poor idea to be talking about. But in practice, it could work out for Democrats. It could. If that court is giving balanced decisions. and But I think you would have to wait until the conservative court gives a terrible decision. Like, say they overturn Roe v. Wade and everybody in the country is in an uproar. Or they strike down Obamacare and suddenly millions of Americans don't have health care. I don't know if striking down Obama striking down Obamacare wouldn't be up there. Roe v. Wade would be the number one thing. If they touch Roe v. Wade, I would argue, yeah, liberals would probably do what they would have to or do what they must. And I would argue most of the American people would be like, yeah, all right, fine. We see, we see what you were talking about. But you have to let the damage... The American people aren't a proactive people. They're retroactive people. They love to react. They're not proactive. And so, <laughs> yeah. no, it's the truth. You would you'd no, have that's to a, have something. That's a good point. You'd have to have something terrible happen. And then they'd be like, oh, my gosh, maybe we should do something different. Like, maybe things shouldn't be like this. And so that's what I would say about court packing. But I would also argue that once one side does it, if the other side does it, it is ultimate power. And no side should have ultimate power. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, So that's what I would say about court packing. I would say if liberals want to pack the court, let's do it legitimately. Let's win races. 
up and down the ballot because, you know, winning those local elections is what does, you know, the redistricting and whatnot. Governors and state legislatures right now, conservatives have a lead on that. They've had a lead for a while. I think they've had as many as 29 governorships at one point. And so you have to win ballots up and down. You need to be canvassing. You need to be spreading the message and talking about the real change that you want to see for the country and offering offering a picture of what you see tomorrow as. America, you know, 2030. America 2035. Like, what do we... Where do we want to see ourselves? And both sides could definitely do a better job of that rather than bickering, I would say. But that's neither here nor there. The being said, our next marshmallow we're going to roast. And Shade, I hope you roast this one well. Is Because uh, I really don't have too, too much to say. Virtual Dating Plus. How many red flags are too many? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't so, like it. You don't like it. Why not? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to decide what's a red flag and what's not a red flag. What's a like I don't like X versus X is a red flag. Okay, no, that's that's fair. You have to determine what's the difference between uh, a stern if this was soccer, you have to determine what's the difference between a stern talking to a yellow card and a red card. A red card is an automatic send-off. One red flag is too many red flags. That's that's it for me. But I think then the question becomes, what is a red flag? That's a very good point. So I actually... I, and have I don't to, necessarily know the answer to that. So I have to completely agree with you. Um, one red flag is too many red flags. You should never encounter a red flag. So let's talk about yellow flags real quick. So a yellow flag, a yellow card, if you will, um, what, what would constitute one for you? For me, I would say anytime I see someone that is um, kind of abrasive, very almost aggressive, not necessarily violent or anything like that, but the way that they handle themselves seems a bit brusque, if you will. That, to me, is a yellow card. Okay, so maybe a yellow card would be them texting while you're constantly on their phone while you're on a date. Oh, okay. Because it means that they're not really interested in you and they're liable to hurt you. I, I don't know. Like I said, I say red flags are too many, but I don't know what I would call a red flag versus a yellow flag uh, can you give me an example of a red flag honestly yeah I absolutely like, i feel like i have red flags that i would tell like girls and my daughters but for the most part i don't have like too many red flags like i would tell my sons like like i w- i don't know that i would be like oh if she does this she's dangerous she's gonna drug you and take out your kidney or something i don't know right so i mean you're absolutely right like if someone is pushing you to constantly keep drinking. This is a red flag. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of fun people out That's there who one. just want to have a good time. And they're just like, no, come on. Let's have one more. Let's have one more. Oh, my God. That's great. 
that's really fun. But like when they really are pushing like, nah, come on, you gotta you gotta have one more drink. What are you? What are you a witch? You know, spooky season? <laughs> no, but <laughs> but yeah you know what i'm saying like when they're really pushing like you need to keep drinking and you're like dog i am falling over myself i can't even really keep a straight face right now and you want me to keep drinking absolutely that is a red flag versus a yellow flag which is the whole oh yeah let's have some fun let's keep drinking like that's more of a yellow flag but I I hope that's making some sense. It's like severity. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good red flag. I I don't worry about that as much as a guy. Like when I'm for sure out on a date and a girl is like, oh yeah, let's let's drink, let's do this. Let's, well, let's I drink, usually drink, assume drink. I'm probably gonna drink more than they are. So, but uh, I'm a big bully. I'm in my old age. I I'm not you know. I'm not who I once was in my in my old age. I'll say that much. So I feel you there. And so, what what other red flags do you do? You have any like rapid fires you could give? Like this is a red flag. That's a red flag. This is a red flag. Oh, I'll do my best. Um, so let's see. Um, a rundown on red flags. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. So, um, constantly texting just because you kind of like pulled that one up. A moment ago not just the whole like constantly texting during the date but i mean honestly like if they can't pay attention to you to me that is kind of a red flag because it's like yeah you're right they're just gonna hurt you but also if they're constantly texting you like constantly like you're like hey babe i am at work i am at work i need to focus on my job like yes exactly they're psycho and i'm sorry i'm sorry to anyone out there who that's you you need to chill and you know (laughs) it like for real and Oh gosh! Uh, uh, and this is coming from a, a cancer, two cancers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, extreme emotional spikes. I'm sorry to say it, okay. but like, just one. like, if you can't keep control of yourself, if some days you seem like you're totally fine, and then other days you are in freaking like throwing fists mode like there there is a problem maybe you need to communicate more it could just be that like you need to like let people know hey i'm going through a hard time right now but if this is just your base like sometimes you're just wild yeah that's a red flag like yeah that's a send-off yep straight up um let's see completely disappearing without a moment's notice and then coming back as though nothing ever happened. My Red goodness. Flag. Zombie as it's called. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is a massive red flag. That's a send-off. <laughs> yep, you already know it. Lots, you know, kind of anything where you can go, I really don't know what their motive is right now at all, and they're kind of confusing me. It's like, that's probably indicative of it could be at least a yellow flag if it's really severe it's probably a red flag and you know them when you see them people you know them when you see them 
Oh my, that was good. I feel foolish that I couldn't come up with any. But to be fair, I was thinking more about like safety. It that like, is important. I was thinking more like when red important. flags, like oh, this person might be dangerous. That is a very important point, and like being able to pick up on subtle cues like that is very difficult. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, danger to your emotions is danger to your mental health. That's the, you know, and the people who are unfortunately well, so. very practiced at doing this know how to keep their tells very low. So even picking up on those red flags is much more difficult with said people, especially if you're dealing with, let's say, an actual sociopath, someone who means only harm to you, which is more uncommon but does happen. Um, yeah, it's much harder to tell in those moments. And yeah, you should always look out for any strange behavior Anything that sounds a little bit off, a little bit funny, a little bit, like, unknown. Like, I've always been very keen on, you haven't told me the whole story here, and I don't really want to go anywhere with you until I know what's going on. And even with people that you, like, quote-unquote, have known a long time or trust, you need to get the full scoop before you do anything with them. It's very important. You never know when someone's just going to flip. Ain't that the truth? You never know with people these days. Speaking of not knowing, there's so much sports going on. I have not had a chance to watch anything on Netflix or Hulu or any of that. But I hear that you are going to carry us through a show recommendation Oh, game. gosh. It really is a shady episode, huh? It's a shady episode. <laughs> I was going to say. Big well, stuff. I... Well, you know, absolutely. I actually I have been watching the the Bly Manor uh, TV show, the series from Netflix. So it's a horror series. Uh, upon your recommendation, Jay, is it called the Bly Manor? Or Bly, House? I believe it's Bly Manor, but it might be Bly House. I could be getting it wrong. It's Bly something. <laughs> Hopefully, the producers will correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, they don't seem to know. So. In that case, um, Bly Place, that is either a house or a manor, is a fantastic horror series. Like, I honestly, I went into it expecting, like, oh my gosh, what is this PG-13, like, beep, if you know what I mean. But honestly, even within, like, the first 15, 20 minutes, I was just like, okay, you know what? I don't know something going on here. What's... What's this about? And like, I was trying to do like work email at the time, and which was really important. <laughs> but, but I'm like trying to do it, and I've got it playing on in the background. And all of a sudden, I see like something out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, oh, well, what, what was that? And I start watching, and then all of a sudden, I realize I'm like three, four episodes deep. It's been like three four hours it's like 4 a.m i've got work in the morning and i'm like oh man what happened <laughs> like i've been binging this show for the past three four hours <laughs> like it was crazy but like it just sucks you in so deep with so much suspense so many like little twists and nuances it's very quirky or even as one of our favorite characters might say perfectly splendid but 
No, it really is a good show. Um, it has a lot of interesting twists, a lot of interesting kind of details that really make you question at the end of every single episode, is this what's going on or is there more? Every single time. They leave great cliffhangers and honestly, Netflix has been doing a great job with the series. Wow. Well, I... You know what's crazy, people, is... This man texted me and said, I'm not even going to have to lie this time. <laughs> I said, oh my God, it must be good. Like, It must be fantastic. You all should give it a watch, and I will give it a watch as well. Hopefully we can hear your thoughts when you're finished. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we love to hear. Uh, so uh, you all know how we always end. That was our last marshmallow, our second to last marshmallow, our third to last marshmallow. Our fourth to last marshmallow. No, it's our third. We, you, <laughs> our, our our closing is a marshmallow. We you know we say some positivity. We leave y'all. We whisper in your ear. Indeed. <laughs> the rundown. Speaking of baseball, the Dodgers crushed the Braves, like fifteen or sixteen to three. Like killed them boys. They're behind two to one in the NLCS, but the Rays are looking to close out the Astros. Oh, well, you, I was going to say, you know who I really want to hear about is them Strohs. Them Strohs, We yeah. better put that on down, directly after the podcast. They're down three to nothing. The game should be over in the next five minutes or so. Oh, okay, well. But they, um, it looks like they're going to survive and make it three to one, but who knows? The producers are telling me we just got breaking news. Game four of the NLCS. Tomorrow night, the boy Clayton Kershaw is pitching. Oh, wow. It's four to three in the top of the ninth. For the Strohs. Oh, wow. So they might survive. They might hold on. But Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Mr. Mr. Kershaw. Kershaw is pitching. Like, Mr. Kershaw. That's right. That boy is coming back. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was in Major League Baseball, Kershaw was pitching to me. I don't think I'd even swing. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'd get struck out looking on three pitches. I walk back to the dugout. My skip would be in my face. He'd be like, what was wrong with you, son? Who are you looking at? What are you thinking about? I'd be like, it's Clayton Kershaw. Like, it's Clayton. Like, are you kidding me? It's, it's King Kershaw. Like, my goodness. He's the man. A Texas flamethrower, if you will. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> that boy is about to lead his team back to the promised land like, and lift the curse over the Dodgers. What a crazy thing. That being said, a Newsweek article, a Proud Boy supporter warns of civil war. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, terrifying news. Absolutely. Like, you can't say that. I mean, upon reading the article, I could see how maybe he was just saying, like, if this happens civil war could happen and it wouldn't be their fault it would be like the fault of everybody else but let's be fair that's a direct threat on the country and we all know it that's terrible white supremacists are terrorists that's all i'm gonna say yes actually i might say a little bit more than that like, I don't think it's that scary. I think it's going to be like a Marvel movie. I'm going to go out. Shade, you're going to be like Captain America. 
you're going to be like the Falcon. I'm going to be like Cap. We're going to go out and we're going to defend this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, nah, let me stop. No, it's it's pretty scary. Um, it's terrifying. But we got a little saying, it's knock if you buck. So it's like, no, nah, let me stop. That's just ignorant. Knock if you buck. Like, but um, Nancy Pelosi refuses Trump's stimulus deal. Wolf Blitzer asked her really? why. She said, uh, "She said you don't know. You don't know what's going on, Wolf." Like, yeah, yeah. She was going a little wild. If I'll I have were to say, her, I would just take it and be like, "Hey, for everybody who didn't get anything, for everybody who knows this is wholly inadequate. If it's actually wholly inadequate, like they say, then the effects will be felt, and it'll be on the Republicans." So. I don't know. I think that maybe there's a chance it's a decent stimulus that'll affect the majority of Americans in a positive way, and then it'll be a win for Trump this close to the election. So I feel like maybe, you know. Yeah, that would be big. Maybe it's easier to just grandstand. Who knows? That being said, speaking of Trump, he decided to, he always does stuff that makes me just convinced he doesn't want to be president anymore. Retweets QAnon. He did? Yep. For those of you who don't know, QAnon is... Oh, just look them up. It's spelled Q-A-N-O-N. There or is, don't look them up, because it's a bunch of wildness. They're essentially a is, conspiracy theory This is what they had group. to say, quote-unquote. Biden and Obama may have had SEAL Team 6 killed. What? That's the retweet that he tweeted. He did not. He did. Now, granted, they said they may have. Now, oh, no, hold on. So did he retweet it and he was just like, look at this foolishness? No, he retweeted it was like, all my supporters, so that you know this is the truth. Like, no. He no, he didn't say anything with it. He just retweeted it. But like, you don't just retweet something and then leave it there and be like, so oh, he's but saying I disagree. Like, yeah, like, it, it's a bunch of craziness. Says that the real That's Osama bin wild. Laden may still be alive. This what? is all may still be the case. And he's in support of this? The president is a wild man. I've come to the conclusion the president... Now, and it's he, sad because that was a be real moment. he in the know about this stuff? Like, don't they, like, debrief the president and tell them what really happened? Yeah. So what he's doing is, like, wrong. Like... Dangerous, That's perhaps. spreading, as he would even say fake news yeah no i think i think the worst part for me is one to disparage their service seriously to say that they didn't get the actual osama bin laden but i think that the second takeaway that i have is he took a moment away from this country like i was watching a baseball yeah. game i can't remember who i was watching and they got the news that osama bin laden had been killed and they started chanting usa and it was Democrats, Republicans, black people, white people, straight people, gay people, men, women, and children. Yeah. A country that was once, for the most part, united. Yeah. But we're almost to the point where you can take united out of states. Yeah. Uh, so no joke. With that being said, ACB says that the SCOTUS can't force the POTUS to obey. The rundown, ACB's confirmation hearings are still going on. I told you all that I wouldn't, you know, comment on it too much until it was over. But, Shade, what do you think of that? Well, quite frankly, I don't know what to think about it. I'm, 
I'm starting to believe that she has like a fairly um, firm understanding of justice, but sometimes I just I don't really know where she's coming from. Yeah, I think I think she has a good understanding of justice. I think she has a far right. I I don't want to say it too much about her before I hear everything. She Same. she makes some she had some good moments and she had some bad moments. Like she forgot what the five freedoms are uh in the first amendment. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, boy, that's something. People were saying, like, remember how she didn't take notes? Yeah. They were saying, maybe you should have bought some notes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, that is that is something. But uh, I, I, I think I agree with her about the SCOTUS can't force the POTUS to obey. And I specifically, you know, throughout our history, nobody has ever said, like, screw the Supreme Court, I'm doing this. So I wouldn't really know what would happen. But what I do know is it's always been people, it's always been the government officials to listen. Mm -hmm. And then when the people don't listen, like for example, I think of the Little Rock Nine. I think of school integrations, right? Remember Mm -hmm. Dwight Eisenhower to enforce the Brown v. the Board of Education sent the National Guard into several, Mm -hmm. yeah, into several places. And I think to myself, the Supreme Court made the ruling, but if Eisenhower would have shrugged his shoulders and said, meh, what would have happened? I don't know. So I think that to some extent, she's right. I don't know what power the Supreme Court does have. I don't really know what power any of these folks have if folks don't listen, you know? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, your authority comes from the consent of the governed, and so... Suddenly, if folks just stop listening, then like like if Trump is just like, yeah, I'm not listening. I'm doing this and tells folks to do that, then they're either going to say they're going to do it or they're not. Same for the Supreme Court. Like Supreme Court says this is wrong. You're either going to be like, okay, fine, or you're going to shrug your shoulders and carry on. Yeah. And uh, speaking of shrugging their shoulders and carrying on, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell I shouldn't laugh because, you know, it's somebody losing their job. But he's going to find a new one real soon. And I think Le'Veon Bell got cut from the Jets. And I think that man is singing freedom. Yeah. I think he's singing songs of freedom. Adam Gase and the New York Jets are abysmal. Yeah. I think he was committed to making the team work. So I think he's sad in that sense. Like, he was committed to helping to turn the program around because he was mad at when Jamal Adams left. But at the same time, I I truly believe like he, to some extent he knows like I probably wasn't going to get a Super Bowl and the Jets were going to waste my best years. Yeah. Good point. So the Jets are a dumpster fire, the worst of their kind. But yeah, Shade, if you could, uh, play us off absolutely so i don't know if you all noticed but uh we didn't give you a quote of the day today and that is because i wanted to leave you with a quote and the quote is incredibly simple don't worry about a thing because everything is gonna be all right
Bob Marley. Bob Marley said that. So I know there's a lot of anxiety about the coronavirus, about the election, about a lot of things, but everything you've been worried about in your past, you know, you were worried about that test, you are worried about asking so-and-so to prom or whether so-and-so is going to ask you, you're worried about, you know, your SATs or whatever you might have been worried about, it always found a way to work itself out. You're worried about your job. I saw somebody today, they were like, I was unemployed these last five months and now I found a job. They knew they were going to find one. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. And with that being said, roommates, it's 86.5 The Vibe, The Fireside Chat. Your boy Jackie C. And Shade. It's been a shady episode and we hope you have a shady night.